Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. We've reached the end of the week, the end of April. Beach season is getting closer. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, advocating on their behalf as well as their employees. I believe strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective and creating connection so every single friday you could find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where i interview smb leaders as well as their trusted advisors one thing that i've noticed over the years is that some of the best thought leadership for smbs actually happens on friday right about that time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming however we're also anxious to start the weekend the crucial pearls of wisdom we come across they're often overlooked they're forgotten, they're swept aside and under the rug in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. The name of the show is not just a play on words. My last name means free in German, so a little tidbit out there for everybody. Not that I don't like the occasional play on words, I do, but just a little method behind the madness for you. Today's episode of Always Friday is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm located in Hudson Valley, New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to implement them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and business. The firm's highest priority is always their client's best interest while empowering people and businesses to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. There seems to be an uptick in the number of coronavirus cases in many areas around the country this past week. Just when we thought they were out, they pulled us back in. After two years of dodging COVID, the virus is finally made its way into my world. My kids and wife are both home unexpectedly today. As a result, apologies in advance if you hear some rowdy kids in the background. Apparently, doing a weekly radio show from my basement is the magic formula to stay safe and healthy. So we're going to get into that right now. Today's show is all about building your profitable side hustle. Many aspiring business owners, they did not come from an entrepreneurial family. They will look to start their ventures while they're employed at six-figure salary corporate jobs. Our special guest is on a mission to empower and equip ambitious solopreneurs to grow their side business without looking back. She's an international business consultant, speaker, and best-selling author. She's dedicated to helping full-time employees transition to entrepreneurship, time freedom, and financial freedom by growing their business while employed. Entrepreneurs can develop their ventures without quitting their jobs, their families, or their friends. Her motto is keep it simple and keep it moving. Talk is cheap. We know that. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight we get on the business landscape and create more impact once the weekend is over and we're back in the office on Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. One consistent thing that I see out there is products. They change every single day in every other facet of our lives, personal or business, no matter. There is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, having them at your side, part of your team, keeping a focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goals. As long as you do that, the right products will present themselves when they're needed. Everything begins and ends with the people. So, in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show for you here today. Our very special guest is none other than Vanessa Zami, 
founder of Your Visions Catalyst. So Vanessa Zami, also known as the business defibrillator, love that term, business expert, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and professor dedicated to helping purpose-driven business owners calmly and confidently succeed in full-time entrepreneurship. She's dedicating to helping, helping business owners revive, grow, and scale their business without burnout or overwhelm. Through her consulting company, Your Visions Catalyst, Vanessa works with entrepreneurs to increase efficiency, productivity, and profitability so they can reduce the overwhelm, experience time freedom, and enjoy their life while growing their profit-producing, purpose-driven business. Her first book, Finish, The Solopreneur's Guide to Getting Stuff Done, reached number one in Amazon Kindle in business project management, number one in business decision-making, and number one in philosophy. Nice trophies there for sure. Her motto, keep it simple and keep it moving. Vanessa has been featured in Fast Company, NPR Marketplace, and on the 2021 Women to Watch list by the Women in Business Club. Her background includes a management science and engineering degree from Stanford University and strategic leadership roles at Fortune 500 companies, as well as being a professor at Portland State University School of Business. In her spare time, Vanessa enjoys running and living by her mantra, have fun, make money, and share. Hobbies also include Harry Potter, which we'll talk about a little more later, musicals, and dessert. Vanessa has some pearls of wisdom to share, whether you're currently a full-time business owner or you're looking to exit corporate America and pursue entrepreneurship full-time. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Joining us from the sunny south shore of Boston this morning, the business defibrillator herself, Vanessa, welcome to Always Friday. Great to see you this morning. Happy to be here this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Vanessa, the type of work that you're doing is great, very much needed out there by folks who are looking to become entrepreneurs. Not that they necessarily know they need need this type of help. A lot of them feel the pressure to do it on their own. But we want to hear about your journey. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today. Um, yeah, so much I can share. Uh, but I know we are. So we also have some businesses to discuss. But essentially, um, I would say my journey started. So back when I was eight years old, there was a week in time where, you know how the news, they choose one topic and then they just keep on showing the same thing within a nine day time frame. Well, ultimately there was one week where it just kept being, oh, this child has gone missing. This child was shot in the playground, this child, et cetera. Um, and I was in Brooklyn, New York at the time. So I was raised in Brooklyn, New York and Boston, Massachusetts. And when I saw those different news things for that week, I then thought about, oh, that could be me. I'm eight years old. I could be that child. And so then I got me thinking, okay, I then started envisioning my funeral. I said, all right, well, if I die, who's going to come to my funeral? Well, you know, maybe my friends will come, but their parents probably won't let them because they'll be at school, you know? And then I was like, my mother would come because she's my mother. So I guess that's a thing. Um, and then I thought about, well, what do I want my funeral to actually be? Let's say I make it to adulthood, which at the age of eight was like the age of 18. I was like, if I make it to adulthood, quote unquote, um, what, what do I want my funeral to look like? Um, and ultimately, I remember envisioning people and seeing people there just talking about people who were close friends with me and then people who would just be sort of strangers to those friends just saying, you know, how'd you get here? And be like, well, you know, Vanessa's XYZ helped me out. I didn't fill in the blank. I didn't know what the blank was, but ultimately I, I knew that I wanted to make an impact in the world ultimately. And then fast forward a couple years later, how that would be, I do not know. I did not know at the time, um, but ultimately fast forward a couple years later, I went, I've 
went through nonprofit. I went through at some point <laughs> health and medicine at some point, and then I landed in corporate America. So I was in corporate America going through that strategic corporate politic chess game. Um, and so I went through that lovely chess game. It was blown up the ladder and it was great. I managed to get a six figure salary in less than three and a half years. And it was a great, great journey except for the times when I had bad bosses. So, and there was one particular boss that ultimately, uh, for me, as I stay, stayed in corporate, but then brought me the question of, I'd like, like, literally like, okay, universe. Yeah, it's not nonprofit. I know it's not that, but like, what, what do you want me to do here? Like, I don't get it. There's no, there's no way I went through my entire life to like be 40 years misery, right? But to me, I just didn't make sense. And so... I didn't know the answer though. So I just kept on doing the motions, kept on, you know, commuting to work, commuting from work, just going through the motions. And then a VP at the company told me about the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And so that was the book that, that was one of those pivotal moments in my life. So I read that book while I was on the, um, when I was commute to from work. And that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was a book that introduced me to the world of entrepreneurship and business. And so um, I'm first-generation, uh, low-income background from America. My family came from Haiti. Um, so there wasn't, I didn't really have any business ownership or entrepreneurship sort of realm. So that book was an introduction into, oh, like, this is what freedom is in America. It's like corporate America. It's, oh, not corporate America. It's business. It's small business. It's like America runs on business. Uh, I remember thinking to myself, oh, snaps, like regular people own laundry bags? Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> that was the thing. I don't know who I thought owned it at the time, but I didn't realize that regular people just out here just owning stuff. Um, and so that was a book that introduced me to entrepreneurship. But then the question was, okay, what business should I do? Okay, great. So <laughs> then a couple months later, that's when Your Business Catalyst came about. So for Your Business Catalyst, what happened was I was in Oakland, California at the time. Um, and I pretty much woke up in a trance. It was a Sunday morning, grabbed my laptop, typed away, looked up from my laptop, looked around my room, looked back at my laptop. And I saw that I had written a business plan uh, for my company, Your Business Catalyst. Less than a month later, logo, website, branding, all that stuff was already set up and done. And then... Um, it was time to get clients. I kept my day job though while doing my business because not everyone has the privilege of leaving. Um, and so I kept my day job while doing my business. I didn't believe in the whole, you know, be homeless and all that sort of jazz um, story. And so I did that. And ultimately I then went full-time. It's great. It's a similar story, rich dad, poor dad. And, and the, the series I started reading when I was just, just a sophomore in college, I think it was, and, you know, definitely got me thinking along the lines of entrepreneurship and how to kind of broaden horizons, you know, just same, same way you were thinking, even while I was knocking out a full-time job. But how, how was that for you? And how is it for the, the clients that you work with? Because sometimes it could feel like there's, there's, there's too many plates spinning and, and like, likely the possibility that you drop one. Yes, that is true. That is true. And the thing is that that's, that's true for anyone, right? Baltimore, when you do have that day job and when you're doing the day job and the parenting, all the things, it's like, how do you balance all the hats, right? How do you balance all the hats and what needs to happen? And I think we're about coming on break, so I don't want to, I, I don't know <laughs> what to say. But ultimately, um, we'll definitely go into the framework. Uh, but yeah, pretty much what I do with my clients is consulting those micro businesses and people, corporatepreneurs, right, who are making that transition and helping them to revive, grow, and scale their business in a way that gets them doing it without the burnout, without the overwhelm, without the sleep deprivation, and to ensure that they are moving forward on that legacy and that generational wealth, because we all have a, a why, right? And for me, my why came in that trance and where I realized the mission of my company to equip and empower ambitious entrepreneurs to keep moving forward on their vision. So when that faithful day comes, they can say they live their life without any shit they could or woulda. And that's ultimately the mission of my business to help less people die with regret 
And by getting them to move forward, what is it they want to do, right? And keep moving forward because business entrepreneurship is a marathon and it is a roller coaster, but there are resources and tools available to help you get through that. I'm very excited for the rest of this conversation. The last thing that I want, the last thing that I want to see is my tombstone to say died with potential going back to you (laughs) you visualizing your own funeral, which sounds kind of morbid, but definitely a great catalyst to get you moving in the direction that you went in. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Vanessa Zami, founder of Your Visions Catalyst. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back everybody it's friday it's always friday and it's me stephen fry your smb guy we're chatting with my friend vanessa zami founder of your visions catalyst amazon best-selling author for finish the solopreneur's guide to getting stuff done we were just chatting a little bit about how, how vanessa got her start and she shared a story of picturing her funeral later on in life and what that was going to be like and i i shared one of my sentiments of the last thing i want is for my tombstone to say died with potential so i hope you guys listen in to the pearls of wisdom that Vanessa is going to share with us today. Before we get into the method behind Vanessa's madness, I wanted to just sit out by the fire pit for a moment and share a quick perspective and story on the day. If you're an entrepreneur, the things that Vanessa is talking about, they have to hit home. Avoiding burnout, managing sleep deprivation, getting tasks accomplished once and for all, and delegating responsibilities. Starting your own business doesn't mean giving yourself a job that has some of the same toxicity as working in certain corporate settings with, you know, it, bad leadership, bad bosses, and, you know, just putting on a show to get through the day. Yet many entrepreneurs, they actually end up finding themselves in that position. 
Most side hustles, they're started with the idea of becoming the full-time venture, and most often, that's because of passion, the desire to do things your way, the freedom to enjoy life more. Nothing worth doing is easy, but it can definitely be simple, and it takes some time and effort to simplify things and, and really get it there, as you'll see with Vanessa's process. So, Vanessa, let's get into it. This is the method part of the show, the science behind what you do. So let's share with everyone just a little bit of exactly what you do, how you do it, and how you end up going to market for it. Lay it on us. Uh, yeah, happy to share. So my clients call me the business defibrillator because I help bring life back to them and their business. And I do that by applying three electric shocks to micro businesses and side businesses. So the first one is my direct demeanor. So I'm, I'm very open to telling it like it is. And so it's very easy, you know, for some people, you may be going into entrepreneurship and business, and you might be the only one of your friends and family to do so. So you might find that, you know, they're telling you not to do it because they're just afraid, you know, they've heard things and stories about how hard and unsuccessful it can be. So they're trying to pull you away. And so it's important for you to find a community and a person there who has your back, right? Who is, you know, going to tell you the truth when you need to hear it, because it's also entrepreneurship can sometimes be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. And the loneliness not only comes into like the physical loneliness where maybe you're looking around and you're like, there's no one else around me or, but it could also be the loneliness of your mind. Right. And, you know, you're like, okay, I thought this was good, but is it, but I don't know, but I launched it and it was failed, but oh my gosh. Da, da, da. So all that mental chatter that comes into play. And sometimes you just need someone to set you straight, listen, and to set you straight and to help yourself set you straight as well too. So one is my direct demeanor. The second shock that I applied my holistic framework. And so when I work with my clients, it's all about helping them to enjoy their business and enjoy their life. Because ultimately you started your business because you wanted freedom and freedom does not come as, you know, Stephen was sharing, freedom does not come when you are working another just mindless soul sucking job because your business, you side, your side business becomes that, right? And also you're going to hate your business at the end of the day. And even if your business was tied to your mission, your purpose, even if you, you know, you're like, oh my God, there's something missing in my life and I want to do my business for this fulfillment process, and you decide to go forth with it, even if you end up like ultimately, you know, hating it and do all the things that you don't need to do, you're just going to hate your business, right? And then you're just going to go back to the day job and then you're going to hate that. And this is a whole cycle of like continuing to be miserable. And so I like to say sometimes I'm in the business of happiness because my holistic framework that I work with my clients on is helping them to confidently hustle and calmly breathe, helping them to figure out, okay, how do we really move forward in the right business strategy, the right marketing strategy, and the right time strategy to really get them to align all areas of their business along with all areas of their life, right? And all the hats that they wear. And so, and maybe I'll share some stories later on, but let's go to the second electric shock. Third electric shock um, is my strategic mind. And so being able to, I'm, I'm really great at one of my sort of juices. I'm really great at one problem solving, but also two, bringing all the chaos and making it into calm. So what my clients will say is that, you know, like they, we're actually just talking about this before the show, but what do I define as a micro business, right? So a micro business is yes, when you look at Google, micro business is a business that is less than 10 people in size, right? So it could be solopreneur or somewhere in between, but it's like the smallest definition of, or the smallest version of a small business is a micro business or a micro enterprise. And what I also like to say with my clients though, is that specifically they are small in size and sales amount, but they're big in vision. They're small in size and sales, but they're big in vision. So what that means is that 
if you're like any of my clients, you probably have a whole bunch of ideas, right? Maybe you've been in business for a year, maybe you've been in business for 10 years, but you have all these things that you, you still want to do with your business. There's all these things you still want to, you're like, oh, I can help people this way. I can do this product and this service. And you just have all this stuff flowing in your mind, but ultimately that can lead you to either being stuck or essentially just not knowing how to move forward, right? And how to move forward effectively in an efficient way. And so that's what I do with my clients is working with them and addressing their marketing, sales, leadership operations, understanding what the gaps are and then helping them to then move forward um, with that process. And I go through my, my framework I mentioned earlier, the whole 13 steps um, process. And that's what I do with my clients. But ultimately, yes, we work together on average for six months. And my, all, my goal with my clients is always to get them to the place where they don't need me as much. And so with my clients, we'll start out week by week, but ultimately, my whole goal is that they get to a place where they're able to be direct with themselves, to be strategic, you know, have that strategic mind that they're confident in for their business so that they don't need me as much. Now, yes, do successful businesses all have board of directors and advisors and all that jazz? Yes. And so ultimately, I stay with my clients on a monthly basis, strategic advising, and they love that sound, having that sounding board, so to speak. But ultimately, like my goal is to get them to the place where they only need me monthly, right? Because they are confident and secure in themselves, but they can make themselves keep moving forward with their business. So the, the three shocks of being the, the business defibrillator, basically tell it like it is, holistic oh. consultative approach, and having having that strategic mind. You know, I talk about people first, then process, then products here routinely. I talk about sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. And it, it's awesome because it sounds like you're completely aligned with that type of idea. Indeed. Indeed, I am. Absolutely. Um, I, lo- I love that, essentially. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's, because ultimately, you are the core of your business, right? As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, we are all each the core of our businesses, right? And the business does not operate if you yourself are not operating effectively. And people tend to forget that, right? And it's like, even if you have a team of people, unless you get to the place where you're sitting on the beach and your, your business is still running, that team of people is relying on you, right? If you don't show up, they're going to be like, oh, well, if I don't have to show up either because the boss isn't here, right? So <laughs> be sure that at the core of your business, you are showing up as effectively as you can um, and you're setting yourself up to do that as well. You know, I, I love that visual because, you know, people ask what's a, what makes a successful business. My, my routine answer is, well, if you've built your business model in such a way where you can go traveling for a month or two and you come back and your business has not only missed a beat, it's actually increased in revenue. That's always a sign of a successful business to me. But you, you talk about the, you know, your hustle and breathe uh, methodology, business accelerator type of program. And phase one of that is a success audit. So I'm curious about the different phases you have with this process. Talk to us a little bit about it. Yes. So phase one of success audit is really about me understanding. I sit down with my clients and really understand what is their like vision, vision, right? So there's all these ideas, the ideas, there's the, okay, I've been in business for a couple of years and now we want to launch this new product. Right. Um, and, but it's like, okay, yes. Like for example, one of my clients, she's a nonprofit out in California and she'd already been in her business for five years. She had also um, also as a position of academic director for a school district. And so she had been in business for, you know, five years already with her nonprofit business. But she, when she came to me, she was like, all right, we already had these three community service programs, but we also want to launch this fourth thing for principals. I said, okay, right? But the first phase is, all right, but why, right? What is the ultimate goal of the nonprofit? Where do we want to get to? And for her, like, once I started asking those questions, I then understood that we actually need to take a step back with her business 
and define really where the business wanted, to, where she wanted the business to go and help her to clearly identify and message the business in a way where she could talk to people in the community. She could talk to potential donors and funders and they could be clear on what it is that she was trying to do so that they could know they knew what they were trying to fund. And so we did that work first, and then we were then able to really define, okay, this fourth program, this is how it fits into the greater message, the greater purpose, um, all the other programs and services, and the ecosystem that she was trying to build around the student and their educational sort of capacity and literacy. And then she was able to then bring that and bring that entire business to funders and donors to get them really understanding what it is that she wants to do in this next phase of her business. And then we have phase two, which is ultimately the life strategy. So phase two of, of my whole process is really looking at what I mentioned, right? And so it's, you are the core of your business, right? And so when I talk to my clients, right? Yes, they have the they have demanding day job. You know, they have, you know, they, some of them may be parents, they got spouses, you know, they have a life, right? Like they didn't just like, you know, you know, just roll up out of bed and they were like, oh, like, oh, what are we going to do? Um, what are we going to do with my life, right? They definitely already have a life and they just had this wonderful, brilliant business that they're doing alongside their life. But what happens is that a lot of my clients, I call them high achieving, ambitious people. So they're people who their friends come to them for a lot of help and support. And so they end up taking on a lot beyond their business and themselves. And so what we do with Life Synergy is I help my clients develop the habits that they need to be able to get that business life balance, to be able to find the time to do it all, to be able to get stuff done and calmly breathe in the process. So one of my clients, she mentions that, you know, her husband is in love with me. I never met her husband, but she mentioned that her husband is in love with me because the work that I've been doing with his wife is we've been helping her to grow her business, but in a way that's where she's happy about it. Like she's not stressed out. She's not, you know, pulling her hair out. And she always comes to our meetings like, you know, Vanessa, just uh, not only did you help me like clarify my business, which was phase one, right? But this is, this is another client, not the nonprofit one, but for-profit business. Um, but she talks about how, you know, I've been able to help her really see that she can move things forward with all the other demands that she had in her life, right? And her husband just has been so happy just to see how happy his wife has been, right? And making her business happen in the growth of her business. And so then we go into phase three, which is, the usual marketing strategy, because what is business, marketing and sales? We all know that. I don't need to describe that. But I dive deep with my clients, I'm going to outline the strategy that's going to work for them to really reach the right audience, to really understand how to close and convert those people. Um, I work with product-based businesses and service-based businesses. So sometimes it's looking at the website and the user experience. Sometimes it's looking at their actual you know, expertise and their social media. Sometimes it's looking at my clients offline off social media, what do we do? And how do we ensure that they are getting the people, they're attracting the right people, getting the right prospects, nurturing them appropriately, developing those relationships, and then ultimately converting those people into clients and customers and then retaining them continually, ultimately. And I'm not sure if we have more time to go to the next two phases, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then, then over the fourth phase, we go to the team. And so some of my clients, then we get to the phase where it's sort of like the, the next stage, right? So now it's like, okay, they've been growing their business and now it's time to figure out the team. So one of my clients actually came to me where she was ready for this phase. And so she's a for-profit business out in Michigan and a brick and mortar store and no, no online business at the time. And now we're working on that in the second phase. But when she initially came to me, she's a brick and mortar store and she was like hemorrhaging money, like hiring people, which is like, I'm not getting a return on this, like ads and ad agency. I'm just like, I don't understand. You know, she was working, helping people with her inventory or getting people to help her with her inventory and all that sort of jazz. And she was like, I don't get it. Um, and so we worked together and actually the first thing we did was on the marketing strategy phase three, cause she was clear on her vision, um, but ultimately working with her on the marketing strategy piece of it. 
And then that then allowed me to then understand and allow both of us to understand, okay, what was the team that was needed to help support the marketing sales and the inventory of her business based on where we wanted it to go and based on where it currently was, right? So what were the gaps that we needed to fill? And that is how then we were then able to really understand the right team to have in place and then helping her to also lead her team because she's also one of those creatives um, yep. who like, I just want people to do stuff for me. I don't want them to leave people. So helping her to like get those leadership skills in place so that she can really delegate effectively, but also know what to tell people what to do, right? So that when you were clear on it, the other people would be clear. Phase four and phase five, you know, the team delegation and the effective systems is one that I see a lot of SMBs and micro businesses, as you put, struggle with. So it's, I definitely want to spend some more time talking about that when we, when we come back from this, from this break. But uh, I'm a Jersey guy and so is Thomas Edison. So I always remember the quote, a vision without execution is just a hallucination. So I'm sure you've come across some of that, like where, you know, I know you're the vision catalyst and you're really focused on some, some, some businesses that might not have the biggest teams and biggest sales, but have really big visions, but you know, really getting where to where the rubber meets the road is, is something of a nice blend of science and art. So when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that blend of science and art with our friend, Vanessa Zami, founder of Your Visions Catalyst. Stay with us. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Not just me, though. We're speaking with Vanessa Zami, founder at Your Visions Catalyst, an Amazon uh, best-selling author. Love what you're talking about here, Vanessa. We were just chatting about some of the the methodology in in Vanessa's approach. We were talking about a five five phase uh, process: hustle and breathe. The uh, phase one being the success audit. Phase two, life synergy. Phase three, confident marketing. But getting on to phase four and five is where we're no doubt going to 
going to see some madness for some of these small, medium-sized businesses and micro-businesses, the ideas of team delegation and really running some effective systems. So, Vanessa, this is the, the madness part of the show. This is the artistic observational view where we like to hear some stories from the field. And you gave us a couple in the last segment as it related to the phases of your process. But no subject too taboo. Anything goes. Obviously, if you don't want to compromise client confidentiality, no pressure to do that whatsoever. But you know, interested in hearing some some more stories along the lines of you know th- this this part of the process for a business owner, an entrepreneur to to let go and to delegate. A lot of struggles with that, but then for them to also execute using some of the systems that are put in place. You know, it's 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 not always the easiest feat to accomplish. So let, let, let's go back into this. Give us a little bit of the madness you see out there. Yeah, I'm mean, happy to share some stories. So I think three of them come to mind. Uh, let's see if I get through all of them. <laughs> but the first one, I think, is actually a very recent one where um, one of my clients, she she's like, she's totally fine with delegating. She was like, oh, my God, great. If I can delegate, she understands that if she delegates, she has more time to do all the stuff that's in her ideas and mind, <laughs> right, that we craft out. And so... She has no problem delegating, right? So she delegates, but ultimately, you know, sometimes you make good hires, sometimes you make bad hires. Um, and sometimes you make great hires, but you're not a great leader. And so one of my clients recently, I, you know, called her out. I was like, okay, so she, cause she revealed to me, she's like, okay, one of my, one of my team members, I just don't, uh, like, cause we were on a session together and she got a message on her phone. And then when she saw it, like her face, she made this like face. that was just like, Oh, I don't want to, uh. and I was like, Oh, who's that? Who's down the other line? And, you know, cause I take a holistic approach with my clients. Right. And so I just be curious. I'm curious. Right. So then I connect with her and she's like, Oh, this person on my team. Like, I know she's brilliant. I know she can do the work. That's why I want her on the team, but OMG, we just cannot connect every time. You know, we just always butt heads and trying to get stuff done. I feel like she's behind. All this stuff was happening, right? She was telling me. And as she told me more details, I didn't realize what was happening. And, you know, thanks to my corporate experience, um, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, but I was able to call my client out and I said, it sounds like you're being a micromanager, right? And that was, that was happening. As someone who has been micromanaged <laughs> several times, um, I, I, I sort of, I was able to see the symptoms that she was saying that her employee was like exhibiting where her employee was essentially like, you know, saying words like, Oh, um, you know, you are not giving me enough time or, Oh, I'm doing the work or Oh, stop always checking in. Blah, 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 right. Her employee was saying that. And I was like, Hmm, sounds like my client is being a micromanager. Um, so I took that information and, you know, my she responded very well to it. And ultimately what I did with her was I navigated and helped her really navigate discussion with her and her employee. And so helping her to, to see and first identify how she was being a micromanager. And then two, how I knew she was being a micromanager from her employee, what her employee was saying. And then three, just helping her to see both sides of the story, right? So that she could then have a more informed discussion with her employee the next time around. And now four months later, they're still working together. She says like, it's great. She loves like the relationship that they now have. Um, and things are getting done in a way where both parties are feeling sane um, about themselves. And so it's one of those things where sometimes even when you are you know, willing to delegate, you have to be able to delegate effectively, right? And then that brings me to the second story. So uh, this was this more relates to me, the madness story in my, in my field, in my life. Um, but ultimately, this was at the, some of the beginning stages um, of my business ownership. And I was making my first hire in the business, right? So I was like, oh, I have all these things I want to do, but I only have two hands. So let me hire someone, right? Okay, great. I'm going to hire someone. And I'm actually really great at hiring people. So I hired a really great person. Like she was amazing, right? 
But what I realized a year later was that I wasn't ready for her at the time. So our relationship ended, ended, um, ended up ending in about like two and a half months. She only stayed with the company for about two and a half months. And I couldn't figure out for a long time. I was just like, I don't get what went wrong. Like she was a great hire. I was clear on what I wanted. Right. And what happened was that eight months later, I decided to make a new set of hires. So I ended up hiring three more people this time for um, the customer service team in my company. And the first hire I had was a virtual assistant. And the second round of hires I made was three customer service people. Right. And things were going so well. And it forced me to think about, okay, this team is going very well. I don't get why I didn't mean this virtual assistant earlier did not work out. I don't get it. And I realized the reason why I didn't work out was because I wasn't ready for her. My business was not ready for her. Right. And what was happening was that I was just hiring her because that's what everyone else was saying. They were like, you should hire people. You should hire people. You should hire people. Right. I was like, okay, great. Yeah, I'm hiring people. Let me delegate. Let me delegate. Right. But there comes a point in time as a business owner, there's a right time to hire and it's a wrong time to hire. Right. And what you don't do, you don't hire just because everyone else is telling you to hire. You need to really look at your business, not only its finances, but also just looking at your strategy. And so at the time that I hired my assistant, I was clear on the vision. I knew where I wanted to go with the business. I knew how much sales I wanted us to make, but I was not clear on the strategy at that time. And so what ended up happening for her was that, you know, one week I would say, okay, do A, B, C. The next week I would say, never mind, do X, Y, Z. The week after that, I would say, you know what? Remember what I said A from two weeks ago? Do A, B, don't do C, then do L, M, N, O, B. Okay, great. Right. And so it was always like, I was always just putting her, she was going from, you know, one, one game to the next game, just always ping-ponging back and forth because I was not clear and confident in the strategy that I had to get myself to the vision. And so that's ultimately what ended up happening, but we weren't able to really have a good relationship in that sense because, yes, she was delivering the work, but I was just adding stress to her life. I feel that she was being stressed out, right? And so it ended up working out. But then fast forward eight months later, great team of people was hired, customer service team. Um, I knew the right staffing plan I wanted to hire. They were onboarded effectively. Um, they, you know, one of them I had to fire, but we still ended up having a makeable relationship. And she still loved me at the end of it too. And so it's one of those things where sometimes you also, it's not just about hiring the right people. It was about being ready to hire as well too, as a business owner. And yeah. so really take a step back to look at, okay, who do I need to hire? Am I ready to hire the person? Right. And sometimes for leadership, you know, it's like, don't think, oh, I have to take a whole leadership, I take a leadership degree in order to be a leader. Like, no, sometimes you have to learn as you, as you go, but having someone along with you as you go um, will really help you. Um, but ultimately looking at, okay, who do you want to hire? And are you, is your business ready for that? And are you clear on the strategy for your business? That's why we go through phase one, two, and three first to get, to make sure that your business model, your business strategy, your marketing strategy, your vision, all that is tight. So that when you bring someone to your team, they just step into it, right? Their role is not to, to make you change your vision. Their role it's to help you make that vision happen using the clear strategy that you had defined. You know, it's I, I've had a, some myself even some similar struggles with hiring an assistant and all that. And I, it's, I, in some ways, I attributed it to the 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 unwillingness to delegate, which I, I, I w- that wasn't really what it was. I was ready to delegate certain aspects, but having the effective system in place. And being clear on the exact strategy, which I would agree with you, is different from the vision, being clear on the exact strategy of how we're all going to get there together. Not to say that that won't change, but it's you know to be really clear on that is important when you're trying to have somebody you know, really support you and your efforts. Go, going back for a second to your book, 
you know, the idea of a lot of started projects you mentioned, like if you've been in business for a little bit, a lot of ideas, some of them live in the imagination. Some of them have been thrown out there into the, into the metaverse and into the ether, like where people are like, there's a lot of started projects, but they're not really finished. You know, talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff you've seen along those lines. Cause that's something I could definitely relate to. Yes. So when it comes to that, it's what happens. I see this a lot when clients come to me first initially. And so what happens is that they will, you know, oh, for example, one, one such prospect, right? She came a couple of weeks ago, we were up on the phone, but I offer a 20 minute um, complimentary underwhelming overwhelm business sessions for people. So they hop on the phone. I really understand, okay, what's happening with them? What's happening with their business? What's the whole history around it? So for her, turns out um, she had about essentially three businesses, one nonprofit, two for-profits, and she also had a day job as well too, uh, while doing all this stuff in the process. And so for her, uh, what ultimately ended up happening, what she ended up revealing to me was that, you know, all these things she started, it's not that she didn't finish it in a sense, but she, she didn't get any of them to a place where they needed to be, or she could just like let go. And so she was actively working on all these four different businesses along with her day job at the same time. Um, and so, but that's why she ultimately wasn't able to make, really, hadn't been able to make a full-time transition yet because she was still making all those like moves in each of the like business themselves. And so what also ended up happening was that, you know, so we ended up talking about that, but for her, I think we, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show or before the show, but for my clients, it's like, I see the vision. Like for her, I saw, I saw the vision, right? I totally believe in the vision. And so for her, it's not about, you know, oh, only focus on one business at a time, which is what other people were telling her. With my clients, when they have all these started projects, chances are there's a common thread. And I'm always able to see a common thread amongst the projects, right? They may not be able to see the common thread themselves or like be able to explain the common thread, but whenever people, like whenever I get someone or on the phone with someone who does have all these things that have started, there's always a common thread, right? And so with my clients, it's them being able to, let's identify that common thread so that we can then explain that to the world. And then we can then figure out the right messaging and the right strategy on how those sort of different projects come together, right? How we structure those different projects. It's kind of like the departments in a company, right? It's kind of like, okay, companies that have many brands, right? They'll have, you know, or let's say Gap Inc., for example, right? Um, one of the companies I've been working for in the past. So they have many brands, right? They have the Athleta Athletic brand, they have Gap, they have Old Navy, they have Banana Republic. All those brands have different identities, right? The common thread is that they deliver apparel, perhaps, but they all have the different identities. And there's a reason why, they're each sort of their own sort of project, quote unquote. So it's the same thing for my clients that started a lot of stuff. There's always a common thread. It's just a matter of figuring out what that common thread is and understanding what is the right system and strategy in place that we can execute on that common thread in an effective and efficient way so that they can then make that transition that they need to be full-time and confident in that sort of brand that they're developing and building. Yeah, absolutely. And and you said something important there where a lot of times it's looked at as as different projects, right? And when people look at it as projects, they sometimes they default to the idea of a project plan and a checklist and just trying to check the boxes, which isn't really what it's all about. It's kind of like really embracing it and eat, sleep, live, breathe it, but also have time to to disconnect from it as well while you're building the effective system of execution. But yeah. like you, like you'd said earlier, you know, just because you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, and there might be some feelings of loneliness doesn't mean that you need to do it alone. So we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Vanessa Zami, the business defibrillator, founder of Your Visions Catalyst. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Vanessa Zami, the business defibrillator, founder of Your Visions Catalyst, also author of Finish, the solopreneur's guide to getting stuff done. Vanessa, great stuff here today. Really hope that the entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs out there are are listening and embracing what you have to say. This is the message part of the show, the whole idea. We want to give people some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. You've given us some great sound bites thus far. I keep thinking and going back to the idea of just because you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur does not mean that you have to do it alone, although many folks feel like that out there. But from from your side of the table, give us a little bit of you know, messaging for the weekend. What should folks remember who are part of the corporate workforce and starting a side hustle or part of the, uh, the, the full-time entrepreneurship world? What can we give them over the weekend that they'll remember to make a Monday impact? Two things I'd say is, you know, one, for those listening, you need to be selfish. And so when I say you need to be selfish, you need to be selfish. You you have, and the thing is that when you think about it, by you working on your business and by you being selfish, by you working on your mission and your purpose, are you actually being selfish? Chances are you're not. If you're like any of my clients who are change makers, chances are you're working on a, bis- a, bis- um, a business, a mission, or a purpose that helps other people, right? So by you being selfish and working on that mission, you're not actually being selfish when you think about it, right? And so, but owning that and owning the the desire and owning it, just like be selfish, right? Say no, say no when you need to say no and be selfish, right? And there are many different ways for you to do that. Uh, I help my clients navigate that through the time strategy. The second thing is do what works for your business and not everyone else. Do what works for your business and your life and your vision and not what works for everyone else, right? And so, especially in this business world, this information age, all these ads are probably coming at you. All these people are telling you all these different things about what works for their business. 
but it's not about just because you're um, a baker or a chef doesn't mean that you're doing the, you're going to do the same thing that the other chef next door is doing right just because you are you know developing an app doesn't mean you do the same thing that the, the app person did right and so it's understanding what are your strengths what are your skills what is your existing resources right other people everyone's starting from their own set of different you know time money and energy resources and network resources too social network and so understanding what is it that you know, it's going to work for your business, right? And that's what it means to really develop a strategy for your business. When I talk about, you see, you're probably see her on the, the background here, if you're watching on, on a live, um, right? But I say I provide one-on-one, you know, business strategy consulting. And why I do one-on-one is to be able to allow my clients to really have that opportunity to get that personalized, customized strategy, right? Because it's, it's very easy to see all these cookie cutter things out there, right. but it's understanding what's going to work for you, right now for your business, for your vision, for the life that you want to live, right? And that's what I do with my clients, working with them on that. And ultimately, end of the day, hey, you want to, three, we're talking about our act for help. And so if you are like, Vanessa, I know I want to, I know I, I need to be selfish. I know I want to, you know, figure out, I need to find a strategy that's going to work for my business to get me to my actual vision. But I'm still like running through all my mind with all these ideas and all this vision and all these different projects and all these different businesses I have that I've started and haven't finished. Right. And if you're at that place and you want some help or figure out, you know, what is it that can be, you know, provided to help you, by all means, let's connect. You're welcome to schedule a complimentary underwhelm your overwhelm business session with me. 20 minutes, figure out what's happening with you. I offer various resources. Um, my one-on-one is the most popular resource where I work with clients one-on-one, but I also have courses and do-it-yourself products. If you're like, okay, I want to ask for help, but I also want to do it myself. All right, that's fine. Do you live your life when you're ready? I will be here. Um, but by all means, you're welcome to schedule time power.vzami.com. That's power.v for Vanessa. My last name, Z's and Zebra, A Animal M Money Y, and then dot com. Or you're welcome to check out my website, yourvisionscatalyst.com. Um, and or just send me a LinkedIn message. If you Google Vanessa Zami, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, and you're welcome to message me and let's have a conversation and schedule time if need, needed. Or you can just tell me what's happening and I can just share with you some videos and tips that I have available. Yep. You, you will see uh, Vanessa out there as the business defibrillator, especially if you if you look her up on LinkedIn. You have some great testimonials on on your website, Vanessa, yourvisionscatalyst.com. You know, many of them that I could pick out, but this one really nice and simple. It said straight up, now I feel prepared. The one thing that you should know about Vanessa is that she's probably the best cheerleader for your business other than yourself. At the time I reached out, I was feeling stuck in my business. Vanessa helped me get organized and also lit a fire under me, provided me the resources I needed to take the next step forward. So I feel prepared to go to that next level. And I think you've made some great points here today on that is that a lot of, a lot of folks go into business for themselves, start the side hustle, go into entrepreneurship, but they're, they're not necessarily set up to take things to the next level. They end up right in that position that you've spoken about where they're taking on multiple projects, multiple businesses at once, and just, you know, scrambling and trying to get stuff done for each one of them. Indeed. indeed. And the thing is that it's, it's, this problem is so prevalent, right? It's just, and ultimately I remember when I entered business, I was like, Oh, you know, yes, I do have a Stanford degree in engineering, management science, et cetera. But one thing I quickly realized in like my first month of business was that you don't need all that to be successful in business. Like it's, it's not, this is, it's not rocket science. Ultimately it's not rocket science. So the question is why do most people fail? Why do people end up stopping or pausing their business? It's all that other stuff, right? It's all that noise where they're listening to other people or they don't have the right strategy or tools in place. They're not confident in what it is that they're doing because they're 
they're like, is it right? And one else is doing this other thing. And so that's why I'm able to, you know, provide those electric shocks, right? And I love just being able to have the opportunity to collaborate with, you know, podcast hosts like Steven here um, or other, you know, event planners or conference planners to really just make burnout a thing of the past and to ensure that business growth is more efficient and effective and accessible for more micro businesses and micro enterprises around the world. Um, so thank you for having me here. I think we're wrapping up, but thank you so much for having me. I love it. A, a, yeah. a great pleasure to have you here. And yeah, em- employee well-being. I've seen this out there with some other uh, platforms that are available. Employee well-being is no longer a benefit. It's a strategy. But whether you're an employee or an employer going off on your own to start your own venture, you know, you, you really do need to have go to go to battle with a plan and doesn't mean you need to do it alone. You do have you know, the ability for partnership out there. If you're looking for a proven framework on how to revive, grow and scale your business, please sign up for Vanessa's premier two hour virtual masterclass, how to grow your purpose driven business without burnout, sleep deprivation or meditation. You can register at yourbusinessrevival.com. Again, as Vanessa said, schedule a complimentary underwhelm your overwhelm business session at power.vzamy.com. Also, she has some great sound bites and videos out there. Business is a Marathon, the series that you've been, been doing out there. I caught some on LinkedIn Live the other day. Again, pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining me, Vanessa. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Before I let you go, though, we're going to revisit my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, no surprise here, given the introductory remarks, your favorite movie character is Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter movies, powerful wizard who often uses her quick wit, her deft recall, and encyclopedia-like knowledge to lend aid in dire situations. Uh, J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series, stated that Hermione uh, resembles herself as a young girl with her insecurity and fear of failure. And I find that interesting because since Vanessa really helps entrepreneurs couch their insecurity and the noise in their head by keeping it simple and keeping things moving. Very cool. So your favorite movie, I haven't seen this one yet, now I'm intrigued, is Love and Basketball. Two folks, Monica and Quincy, love and play basketball together through many life challenges from childhood to adulthood. I think all of us can share the idea that lots of life challenges with being an entrepreneur. You can forget to live your life, which Vanessa has definitely spoken about here today, but you don't have to quit your job, your family, your friends. But it does happen to many solopreneur entrepreneurs out there. So before it gets to that point, enlist the help of the business defibrillator herself. Your favorite musical instrument and the artist you'd like to hear play it, no shock here either. You like the human voice and and singing from Beyonce. So Beyonce, singer, dancer, songwriter, actress who rose to fame in the late 90s as the lead singer of Destiny's Child, one of the best-selling girl groups of all time, Jay-Z and Beyonce power couple in effect. Love the love the answers. Again, thank you so much for being here, Vanessa. I really hope that the entrepreneurs out there heard what you had to say. Thanks. Thanks for having me. These photos in the background. That's interesting. I like to have fun with the green screen. I can't help myself. Coming up next week, everybody, we're going to talk a little bit about the calm before the summer storm, before the summer's in full swing. And we have no prayer at grabbing one of my my seasonal business owners in the Northeast. We're going to spend some time with one. So until then, thank you for joining us here on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We will see you next Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on talkradio.nyc right after philanthropy and focus. Bye-bye, everybody. See you soon.
NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 